Hey friends, it's Rye Myers, your Broadway and Entertainment BFF, and thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Live with Rye, the podcast. Hey, if you're listening to this, do me a big favor, hit that subscribe button so you subscribe to all the episodes, download it, give the five-star rating and review, everything that you do for a podcast, go ahead and do it for this, especially the review. Um, the more reviews that we get, the better, obviously. And if you're joining me on YouTube, hit that subscribe button and subscribe to my YouTube channel so you never miss an episode of Live with Rye. I am so excited to bring you today's episode it is brand new. It's with someone who I absolutely adore in the industry. He is so talented. He's been seen in so much, both on screen, on the Broadway stage, and now he's bringing his incredible I Put a Spell on You, Alive at Sony Hall to us, um, coming up on Sunday, October 23rd. I am so excited and cannot wait for you all to talk to him. So please help me welcome my special guest, the one, the only, the incredible Jay Armstrong Johnson. Hey, oh, what an intro. Thanks, Ryan. You're welcome. Hey, Jay, well, it's all true. <clears throat> Thanks. That How means a lot. Oh, my pleasure. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. You know, I uh, just woke up about an hour ago and uh, just kind of plugging along. Um, getting Love ready it. for the 23rd. Amazing. Well, it's very exciting. So tell me, how did I Put a Spell on You first originally come about? <laughs> well, it came about, okay, so I've always wanted to be the Sanderson Sisters for Halloween ever since I was a kid, but I knew that I didn't really have the money to pull it off in a way that would be like, right. Mm -hmm. um, and so after I did Quantico um, on ABC, I had a little bit of money in the bank. And so I produced a concert at 54 Below and did a live album in conjunction with it. And we were releasing the album in October of 2016. And so I had the idea to do the album release concert as a Halloween party. So um, we ended up adding a few Halloween tunes to the set um, and dressing up my entire band and my backup singers and my special guests as characters from Hocus Pocus. Um, and so we, we did like a Hocus Pocus focused album release concert at 54 Below. Um, and so that, that was kind of the inception. Um, so then, you know, after I had had the costumes made and the wigs made, um, we had them. And so I thought, well, what if we made this um, a yearly event? And it was probably right around that time I started working a lot with Broadway Cares Equity Fights Aids, mm -hmm. doing Broadway Bears and Broadway Backwards. And I really loved the sense of community that Broadway Cares created um, in the rehearsal space and through those different shows. Um, and so I, it became like a goal of mine to have this show um, live as a Broadway Cares uh, event. Wow. Well, how special is that? And incredible, too. But especially that you've um, partnered with Broadway Cares to have this um, concert benefit them, I think is so important. What do you love most about creating this? And what have you learned about yourself as an artist that you didn't know prior to creating I Put a Spell on You? The, my favorite thing about it is that I kind of gather all of my friends um, together. A, a lot mm -hmm. of people that do this show, especially at the beginning stages, are friends of mine from the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Um, people I grew up doing theater with that um, I don't often get the chance to create with anymore because mm -hmm. most of them live in Texas and you know we all have busy schedules. So this is kind of a way for me to reconnect with a lot of my friends um, from wow. my childhood. Um, and, and create something fun and spooky and spectacular and ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's amazing. Okay, that's pretty cool. I love that. Now, obviously, the big night is coming up on October 23rd. It's super exciting and thrilling that it'll be at at um, Sony Hall. So, what can we expect from that night? What can you know audiences expect? Um, you can expect something on a grander scale of what we've done before for our live concerts. Um, we started at 54 Below, so it was kind of a park and bark on stage at the mm-hmm. small, beautiful space that is 54 Below. And then a couple of years after that, we moved to Level Saint Rouge in the West Village with a little, slightly bigger stage, slightly bigger venue to allow mm-hmm. for more choreography and staging. Um, and so now in our seventh year, we're at Sony Hall. And so it's kind of exploded. Um, the cast is probably three to four times bigger than what we've had in our normal live shows we're adding 26 dancers to our cast as well as like like 17 or 18 principal vocalists and oh my gosh. A seven piece band backup singers so it, um it's just it's gotten big um and it keeps growing every year and um the more we do it um the more artists want to come on board and really support broadway cares and have a good time so you can kind of expect an extravaganza <laughs> Um, you know, uh, we have a pre-show party before the show even starts where people can mill about Sony Hall and grab a cocktail and dance on the dance floor and show off their Halloween costume because there's a costume (laughs) contest at the end of the night with prizes. Um, and then the show is going to be incredible. You know, Broadway stars like Tony winner, Gavin Creel and Tony nominee, Robin Herter and Major Attaway from Aladdin and Nick Rashad Burroughs from Tina the Musical. You know, we have, yes, it's an embarrassment of riches, the people that have signed on board um, to kind of make this event come to fruition. Um, and then the night ends in a high octane, full out dance party until, <laughs> until 11 p.m. So it's, it's going to be a party. That it is going to be a party. That sounds like a lot of fun and so many great special guests. But I actually just noticed you are actually wearing a Sanderson sisters uh, sweatshirt. Look at that. Wow. Uh, the very own brand. I love that. Yeah, it was given to me as a gift from Danny Quadrino, Broadway's Danny Quadrino. We love Danny Quadrino, friend of, friend of the show, Danny Quadrino. Yes, friend of, mm-hmm. of my Broadway talk show. I adore him. He's wonderful. He's the best. Oh, how wonderful. Yeah, you've had you have quite the special guests. Um you know, Nick Rashad Burroughs, you have Gavin Creel, Robin Herter, so many special guests. I mean, um, are they going to be in costume as well? Are they going to be performing or do they just make appearances? Yeah, um, everyone that's uh, been listed in the press release are all performers. And so they, they perform an iconic villain from pop culture. Um, so uh-huh. Robin Herter actually returns for, I, th- I think this might be her like fifth or fifth year with us or fourth year with us as Lady Tremaine. Um, Cinderella's evil stepmother and she performs alongside Claire and Alana Saunders as Anastasia and Drizella. Um, Wow. Yeah and Nick Rashad Burroughs was our Gaston and our virtual events over the pandemic and so we're translating his music video that we shot over the pandemic to the live stage so yeah it's I'm really excited. (laughs) I'm excited for you there's like so exciting but it also sounds like so much work uh, which I can appreciate for sure i know uh, you know i've produced uh you know events never nothing to this larger scale but events at 54 below and stuff and it's a feat and it's a challenge so sort of on that what have you learned on the business side of things and putting up and producing mm-hmm. i put a spell on you a lot goes into you know what uh into and what would you say um to those who are working to produce their own work in a professional setting mm-hmm. um as well 
Yeah, I, I guess I would say find your tribe. Because mm-hmm. um, this this has been a dream of mine and it's it's grown year after year. But if I didn't have the kind of brilliant artists and friends and team members um, kind of helping me bring this to life, it, it wouldn't be doable. Um, so that that's what it is. It's, it's just getting like-minded humans together um, that just want to create and want to have fun. And, you know, no one's doing this for money. It's a charity gig. So it, it really is artists showing up um, and giving 110%, um, ex- expecting nothing back except for, you know, an artistic, exciting, wow. spooky experience. <laughs> Oh, that's really, I mean, and that's, and that's really special. And, uh, and I think, you know, it's so important to, to give back. And what have you learned on the business side of things and putting up and producing, I put a spell on you, but also you're a creative producer, you've produced other things. What have you learned on that business? And that has sort of been resourceful for you as you go into um, each of these new projects that you put on? Yeah, I mean, early in my career, I kind of separated myself from producers. I was like, I'm an actor. I show mm-hmm. up. I say my lines. I, I I perform. I do my thing. And then producers were on this pedestal above me that I had no access to. So as I've grown up and as I've done, I put a spell on you and produce other concerts. Um, I, I've kind of realized we're all just humans and we're all here to create. And there's a business side of it and an artistic side of it. And so this has really been kind of a way for me to dip my toe into that business side. And it's mm-hmm. given... It's given me um, a confidence. It's given me some, um, an idea of what it does take to pull off this kind of endeavor, um, a respect for those that are, you know, behind a computer and sending a thousand emails and building spreadsheets and schedules. And you know, so it, it, it really is so time consuming and mm-hmm. um, at times very stressful. Yes. Um, but it, I've, I've realized that I kind of love it. Um, my very organized Virgo brain really enjoys a spreadsheet and really <laughs> enjoys um, kind of putting together something that's maybe a little too ambitious. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, I, en- I enjoy a good spreadsheet. I, however, I enjoy not putting it together, but seeing one done and it'll all put out. So I'm that, I'm like, I'm terrible at like organizing and, but when it's all done and put out for me, it looks great. I'm like, oh, that's wonderful. But or the, right. the, so I commend people who have that organizational aspect that love and live in those spreadsheets and creating them. I'm like, I spend too much time on the layout, figuring out, you know, <laughs> just look know. okay, you know. <laughs> well, and that's something that I've really had to kind of learn. And the pandemic really did it for us. Um, you know, I, I produced on a slightly smaller scale pre-pandemic, but when, you know, when Broadway was shut down and I finally got Broadway Cares on board to be the mm-hmm. benefactor of this event is when the pandemic hit us. So when we did our first virtual year and, you know, television and film was still happening in the fourth phase of New York reopening from the pandemic, we translated our show to a film. And so, I mean, I mostly have done theater my whole life and I've done a few TV shows, mm-hmm. um, but I've, I don't, I had to really kind of put myself in like a graduate degree program in producing for film. <laughs> um, so like it, was, it was really challenging, but super rewarding to kind of um, understand and learn and grow in that capacity. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm sure. Well, I'm sure you've also, have you seen Hocus Pocus too? Duh. I figured. And are you, do you, do you, did you enjoy it? I really did. You know, I was nervous, you know, mm-hmm. Hocus Pocus 2, favorite movie of all time. Yeah. So I, I was, I was nervous going into it, but they really paid homage to the original while updating it for today. And I thought Kathy and Sarah and Bette were just tip top. They, they really understood the assignment. Um, so yeah, I, I enjoyed it quite a lot. 
and I watched it the night it came out. <laughs> Amazing. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, well, I, I haven't seen it yet. Not because of I just haven't had the time, but I want to, and I'm very excited to see it. Um, okay. And I hear they do pay homage to the original, and which is exciting. I mean, I was around this time last year, I was actually in Salem in Massachusetts, and I did all of the, and I highly recommend it for you, for anybody who loves uh, Hocus Pocus, because, you know, I went and visited Max and Danny's house and Allison's house and all the fun, like, you know, Salem-y things that like were there. And uh, it, it, it get, you know, gets me, gets you in the spirit. And so like, uh, I, I look at it now and I'm like, oh, we should have went this year because, you know, it was uh, the anniversary and with Hocus Pocus being released. But right. if you, if you are somebody that I think you would really like it, but if you love Hocus Pocus and all that Halloween-y stuff, definitely um, go to Salem at this time of year and just see the amazing stuff from the movie, but also like the fun Halloween-y, you know, stuff. Totally. That, that's the one thing around this time of year that I get a little sad about because I'm so focused on this show that I don't get to be a patron of the Halloween season. Right, right. I'm kind of stuck here, you know, trying to produce my own thing. But one of these days I'll be able to go yes. and apple pick and pumpkin carve and go to Salem. Yeah, going to make it happen soon. For sure. For sure. Definitely. So it was also just announced that you'll be joining the new all-star cast of Parade at City Center starring Ben Platt and Michaela Diamond. Incredible. What a cast. So that's exciting. That's next month. Um, um, tell us what you're looking forward to um, with such an this exciting show with this incredible cast. Yeah, I mean, I've been listening to songs from Parade since, oh God, I don't even know, since it mm -hmm. came out, I guess, the late 90s. But uh, it's, a, it's an embarrassment of riches to be a part of that cast. Um, and Michael Arden is such a genius and a good friend of mine. Um, Jason Robert Brown, of course, is Broadway royalty. So I, I'm just excited that it's really kind of the first time New York is going to see like a world-class production of this since its first inception in the 90s. And yeah. my, my connection to Hal Prince is also really important to me. He's been, he was such an advocate for me before he passed. Um, and so to know that Hal touched this production as the director um, is also just the icing on top for me. But I'm, I'm just yeah. so over the moon. I'm thrilled to be a part of it and to be back at City Center. That's such a gorgeous space. It is. And we're so excited to have you there. And I can't wait to see the show. It's selling very, very well. So it's going to be popular. That's for sure. For sure. Um, on that topic of how Prince, um, you know, you were in Phantom of the Opera as Raul, which was so such an exciting experience. I got to see the show several times with you in it. Um, you know, it was announced two weeks ago now, three weeks ago, that Phantom of the Opera, after 35 years, is going to be closing in February. And I just want to get your thoughts on hearing that. I mean, you've had, you know, you had such a time there and, you know, uh, what was your, your time like and what's, how does it feel for you to hear that news? Yeah. I mean, it was a wild day when that initial press release went out because, uh, you know, my phone started popping off with, mm -hmm. is this true? Is this true? How, what did you hear? And I believe the current cast of Phantom was on stage at the Majestic doing a put-in for Nahal yes. Joshi going into the show. And so it, it was kind of a shock to the whole community because mm -hmm. you, know, you, you always think of Phantom as like the Statue of Liberty of Times Square. Like it's, exactly. it's just always going to be there. Mm -hmm. So to kind of be hit with the, with the news that it won't be, uh, it, it's, I'm still processing it actually. Yeah. Um, you know, That's a good but, point though. You say the Statue of Liberty of New York because I, I couldn't find the, a word for how to describe 
this to people. And that's exactly right. It's like the Statue of Liberty of Times Square. It feels like it would always be there. Right. Well, a lot, what's funny is that a lot of people that have lived in New York for a really long time have never even seen Phantom. Oh, yeah. Which is yeah. also why I call it the Statue of Liberty, because a lot of people that live in New York don't go to the Statue of Liberty. So yeah. it's like always there, but I've never seen it. You know, I, yeah. it's like been up close, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um. So that's crazy. And I mean, your experience there, I'm sure, was wonderful. Um. Did you enjoy your time with Phantom? I really did. You know, Phantom... Um, saved me a bit. Um, Quantico got canceled after our third season and I had like moved into a fancy apartment all by myself in a one bedroom and because um, I've had all this TV money and was finally living my like single live alone dreams and so when Quantico announced they weren't going into a fourth season I got nervous and um, you know I just called Hal one day to be like hey I just want some advice. Um, I need a job. I don't, I'm not really sure what's going to happen. I think I'm going to have to move out of my apartment. Um, and it was right around that time that they were looking for um, a RAL replacement. Um, so Hal made a couple of phone calls and he was like, you're going to have to sing for your supper kid, but I'll at least get you in the room. So I did have to go through a pretty rigorous audition process. And I'm sure they videoed my audition and sent it off to Andrew Lloyd Webber and to Cameron McIntosh so I could get wow. their thumbs up. But um, it was it was so fun. Um, I had never, it was the first Broadway show I had done that I wasn't an original cast member. And so to go into an oh, already wow. running machine was a mm -hmm. new experience. Um, you know, to be in a theater where some people have been there 10 years, 15 years, 18 years was really kind of cool. Um, it's just, a, it's a different vibe at Phantom. Um, oh, it's yeah. this old school, <laughs> dusty <laughs> yeah. vibe. Um, but I really had a great time. And I don't, if it wasn't for Hal, I'm not sure if the business at large would ever consider me the tall, princely owner of the opera type. So I was, was really grateful to Hal for giving me that opportunity. That is incredible to hear and so beautiful. And I've heard so many stories like that. Um, of about how Prince just how helpful he was and, and, and you know people could call on him for advice both both on a producer end you know producer to producer but also actor to you know uh actor to producer and you know and that is really special to hear that you know he was you know he said you know obviously I can't make promises here you go you have to do the work but mm -hmm. you know you you were able to do that and because of him you know and his um incredible personality and who he was um you know it changed your life and that's so special yeah, it really did. After I did Candide at New York City Opera, he really uh -huh. kind of took, he took me under his wing and made me a part of the family. And I got invited to Christmas parties and to dinners. And so I was, you know, I was kind of hanging out with the Prince family for three years. Wow. It was really, it was so wild, <laughs> you know, to, oh to be gosh. Um, amongst a, a legend um, and to be, you know, advocated for by someone. Um, I, yeah. Such a legacy, you know. I can't even imagine that is like dreams to come true. That is so, so cool. For sure. Well, that's amazing. Well, listen, as we wrap up here, so for everyone listening, make sure you go see, I put a spell on you alive at Sony hall. It's benefiting Broadway cares equity fights AIDS on Sunday, October 23rd at 8 PM at Sony hall. Um, it also features Allison uh, Robinson and Amanda Williams uh, as sisters, Sarah and Mary. Um, if you want to get tickets, uh, you can go to um, tickets.broadwaycares.org or broadwaycares.org for tickets. And um, Jay, where can we keep up with you, learn more? 
For sure. Um, if you can't actually make it to New York City on mm -hmm. the 23rd, Fry Put a Spell on You, we will be streaming the event. So we're going to oh, film amazing. the event and we're going to stream it um, starting October 30th at 7 p.m. Um, on Broadway On Demand. Oh, so amazing. everyone, if you're listening and you're not in New York City, tune into the stream and donate to Broadway Cares um, uh, as early as the 30th. So it'll be there for Halloween weekend and a few days um, after that. Um, wow. You can find me on socials at J underscore A underscore Johnson to make your life a little hard. We love an underscore um, <laughs> on both Twitter and Instagram. Amazing. And your website is jarmstrongjohnson.org. Dot org. Yes. We love that. I noticed that. I was like, the dot org. I said, oh, fancy. <laughs> is it fancy or was dot com already taken? Probably dot com was already taken. I assume, right? <laughs> Amazing. Sure. Well, as before we finish, what would you, uh, is there any final thoughts that you, you'd like to leave us with anything about uh, that? We didn't cover anything uh, about the show that you want to leave us with. I mean, I guess if, if you're in the New York area on the 23rd and um, come out and support Broadway cares, you know, we're, we're still looking for VIP sponsors to come to the show to have that VIP experience. There's going to be, a red carpet um, with photographers there to photograph you in your best Halloween costume with a VIP cocktail reception right before the show and a post-show meet and greet. So it, if you're looking for a, a Halloween, a, a way to celebrate Halloween um, with Broadway stars, um, and then come on out to Sony Hall. Um, go to broadwaycares.org slash spell and get your tickets. I love that. Broadwaycares.org org slash spell. That's awesome. Well, Jay, thank you so much. It was so wonderful to finally get a chance to talk with you, uh, interview. I've been such a fan of yours, but also admire all the hard work you're doing, both on the performance aspect, the creative producing aspect, uh, and love seeing, love every time I hear an announcement that you're in something new, be it on our screens or on uh, stage. It's so exciting. Thanks, Ray. That means a lot. Thank you. Hi, friend. It's Rye Myers, your Broadway and entertainment BFF. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Live with Rye, the podcast. I hope you got value out of it. Hey, do me a big favor. Download this episode and make sure you subscribe to this podcast and also leave me a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. The more five-star ratings and review that I have, the better this podcast does. So I need your help and support. So make sure you leave that five-star rating and review wherever you get your podcast. And hey, if you want to watch this episode or all my other podcast episodes in video form, you can click the link in the show notes to go to my YouTube channel where you can see all of these episodes in video form. It's really, really cool. So make sure you head over there to watch this in full video form as well. Well, thank you so much for watching and I will see you next Thursday for another episode of Live with Rye the Podcast. Make sure you keep it locked here for all episodes of Live with Rye the Podcast. Thanks so much and have a great night.